In the first reading, we are told what heaven will be like for followers of God. The first reading is from the book of Revelation, the 21st chapter. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming out of, down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. To the one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. And on this All Saints Day, I greet all the saints who are Emanuel Lutheran Church and visitors and friends. I have before me a copy of the October 15, 2012 Newsweek magazine. And the headline reads, Heaven is Real. It doesn't say, is heaven real, with a question mark. It says, heaven is real. And my response to that is, well, what else is new? Or as the young people say, well, duh. <laughs> right? Duh. Yes, heaven is real. And then right underneath that, it says, a doctor's experience of the afterlife. A doctor. The next page, it had one whole page. It says, my proof of heaven. And it was written by a, neo, uh, by a neurosurgeon, Dr. Eben Alexander. My, uh, a doctor's experience of the afterlife, heaven is real. My proof of heaven. Now, in 2008, Dr. Alexander contracted an Ebola infection. And that infection affected his brain and it shut down the part of his brain that's called the neocortex. It's the part of the brain that has to do with, with thinking and emotion and feelings. He says that's the part of the brain that makes us human. And this E. coli bacteria put him into a coma. And for seven days he laid in the hospital in this coma. And while he was in this coma, he had a vision of heaven. And in this article, and in the book he wrote, 
He talks about the things that he saw. They were wonderful. Lights and creatures and sounds and all kinds of incredible, incredible stuff. He had this vision while he was in in this coma. And after seven days, when the doctors are trying to figure out what to do with him in this coma, he says, my eyes popped open. Now, here was the problem. Dr. Alexander is a neurosurgeon. He's a brain surgeon. And he understands the human brain. And when he heard about stuff like this before, he would always brush it aside and say, well, that, that's nothing because the reason people have that experience, these near-death experiences, is because the neocortex is functioning. They may be in a coma, but that part of the brain is functioning and that's where it's taking place. But in his case, that part of his brain wasn't working at all. And so when he woke up, he, he didn't, know what, didn't know what to make of this. He had the feeling that his self, I don't want to say his soul, but his self was not part of his brain. But his self left his brain and himself and went someplace else and went to heaven. And the only way he could explain that was that, yes, his neocortex was dead, but somehow this had happened to him and it was real. And his conclusion was, heaven is real, and I can tell you that because I've been there. Heaven is real. Well, when he tried to tell his doctor friends about this, they didn't know what to do with it, but they weren't ready to, 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 to believe what he was telling them. He used to not believe it. And now that it happened to him, he believed it. And while other people told him that it was, it was happening, he said no. Now he was saying it happened and people were saying no. The, the same thing happened to St. Paul. Remember St. Paul, he started out prosecuting the church and throwing people into jail. And he heard the stories about Jesus and Jesus' resurrection. And St. Paul said no. That's impossible. And then on the road to Damascus, the risen Lord appeared to him, and St. Paul said, oh, it's true now. But when he witnessed to the risen Christ, a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't believe him either. Have you ever had that experience? You know something is true. You know it in your heart. But when you try to share it with other people, they don't want to believe it. That's what happened to Dr. Alexander. Now, Dr. Alexander was a Christian. He was a Christian in name only. Here's his, his testimony as to his Christian faith. He says, Although I considered myself a faithful Christian, a faithful Christian, I was so more in name than in actual belief. I didn't begrudge those who wanted to believe that Jesus was more than simply a good man who had suffered at the hands of the world. 
I sympathized deeply with those who wanted to believe, who wanted to believe that there was a God somewhere out who loved us unconditionally. In fact, I envy such people in the security of those beliefs. But as a scientist, as a scientist, I knew it wasn't true. Now, how could you be a Christian and not believe the very fundamental things about the Christian faith? That Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He died for our sins. He's raised from the dead. How can you be a Christian and not believe that there is a God out there who loves you unconditionally? Well, his scientific training taught him, well, that's, that's not right. And his scientific training also helped him not to believe in what happened to him until it happened. That he learned that science didn't know everything. That there were things that science could not explain, and there are. And his experience of heaven was one of them. He found that the only people who would listen to him about this experience of going to heaven was the church. When he talked to Christian people, when he talked to believers, I said, sure. Of course we know that. We know heaven is real, right? Heaven is real. That was his conclusion. Now I share with you a story that I told you several months ago about when I was serving a church in Iowa. When Red Willard, a member of our church, was in the hospital in In Iowa City, his um, immune system had shut down. He was on his way to death. And I went to Iowa City to visit him in the hospital. And when I got there, I had to to visit him. I had to put on all this hospital stuff. The hat and the mask and the gown and the gloves and my shoes. I looked like somebody going to a Halloween party. And when I went to see his family then, they said, well, Red is, is sick, but look, He claims he can see heaven. He's telling us he can see heaven. He's hallucinating. He's over-medicated. So he's going to tell you this about heaven. You listen to him, but when you get back to Brayton, please don't tell anybody that he's had this vision. So yeah, I went in. And there he was sitting on the bed. He was, looked wonderful. He felt good. He could see heaven. I was there in my, in, in my medical outfit, and he wasn't not so much in the hospital as he was up on a mountaintop somewhere. As, as if reality had been pulled back and he could see heaven. He was happy about it. He knew he was going to die but he knew heaven is real. Next, I have the next slide. Here's another vision. This is from today's first reading from the book of Revelation, where John writes, then I saw, notice the word, notice the verb, I saw. Dr. Alexander saw. Red Whaler saw. John saw a new heaven and a new earth 
For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw, I love this, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. Can you see it? Can you imagine seeing a city coming down from heaven? Can you see it? John, John saw it. And he said, it was prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. When I think back to our wedding day, and the bride of 53 years, when I think of her in her wedding dress, the most beautiful thing I ever saw, that's what John saw. Jerusalem said yes to the dress. came down from heaven, adorned as a bride prepared for her husband. And I heard a voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And John saw it. And John said, Heaven is real. It's real. Heaven is real. Now, all of these things were given, I think, as an encouragement to know that heaven is real is an encouragement, especially for people like me. I have more yesterdays than I have tomorrows. I have more yesterdays than I have tomorrows. And it's a comfort to me to know that heaven is real. The vision was a comfort to Dr. Alexander, not so much that he had more more yesterdays than tomorrows, but he found out that there was a God out there who loved him unconditionally. Concouragement. The vision was given to Red Whale and he could see heaven because he didn't have a lot of tomorrows left. It was an encouragement for him on his way to death. My father had a kind of out-of-the-body experience where he almost died. And my dad said, I'm not afraid to die. I've died once, and there's nothing to it. I can die again, and he did. Here. This is a word of encouragement because the book of Revelation is written to people who are under persecution. The church is being persecuted and people are being challenged to give up their faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. For me, the whole book of Revelation can be summed up in this one sentence. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. That's the whole book. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. It's a word of encouragement to people who may, well, who may well be killed because of their faith. And they're told, look, heaven is real. And it is real. 
But we don't need the witness of Dr. Alexander. We don't need the witness of Red Whalert. We don't even need the witness of the book of Revelation because we have the witness from someone who came from there, our Lord Jesus Christ. In the 14th chapter of John, on the way to the cross, Jesus said this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, yes. Believe also in me. And then this, In my Father's house, there are many dwellings. The old translation was, In my Father's house, are many mansions. What it means is in my father's house there are lots and lots of rooms. If you can imagine a giant apartment house. In my father's house there are lots of rooms. If it were not so would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? He had told them. I'm going to get your room ready. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. He's going to prepare a room. In our old house, our boys had rooms. And when they come home, they could go to their room. That's that's my room. And Jesus says, heaven is real. And I'm going to prepare a room for you. So when you get there, you'll have a room. And Jesus said, heaven is real. And for folks like me, who have more yesterdays than they have tomorrows, that's good news. Today we celebrate All Saints Day. And we remember those whom we love who have died and gone on and have their rooms. And if we could ask them, what's it like? What do you think we'd hear? The book of Revelation tries to tell us the streets are made of gold. And there are these pearls, these pearls that are so big, they can be gates. Do you know how big an oyster you have to have to make a gate out of a pearl? Well, the fact of the matter is that the picture drawn in the book of Revelation, that, that's peanuts. It's better than that. St. Paul says, I has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has, has it entered into the mind of man. What good things! What good things God has prepared for us who love him. And so if we could ask those folks, what's it like? What's it like? They would say, wow. It's wonderful. And it is. Heaven is real. Amen.